Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer at the Center for Victory here with a uh, newly found friend who is also a Yinzer, believe it or not, coming out. Uh, he's joining us today actually from Arizona. He's been out there, but he is a born and bred Yinzer, uh, Kevin Chirilla um, from K2 Adventures. Kevin Thanks for being here. I know this is going to be a fun podcast uh, today, and it's just uh, it's a delight uh, to have getting to got to know you the past year or so. So welcome aboard. You're thanks, on the podcast. Eric. Thanks for yep. Thanks for having me. Hello, Pittsburgh. Uh, it's great <laughs> to talk to the Yinzers. You know, I've been thirty years transplanted out of Pittsburgh uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, but I'll always bleed black and gold, and you know, my heart is always with Pittsburgh. Yeah. So if you guys uh, want to look this guy, I mean, this is fantastic. I mean, I've never been on adventures with someone or people that are one extremely organized. There, there was never a time on these adventures and we could talk more about it, Kevin, that, that uh, I was like, what are we doing? Like, it's all like, it's, it's all planned out. It's a good time. Uh, it's a, there's a, a lot ton to do. Uh, and I, I think even with uh, was even ironic uh, in the Grand Canyon that we did this year. Most of the group were Yinzers. Yeah, <laughs> and you're you know when we when when we get teams like that where they come with a group or with uh, you know maybe a company or things like that or a family that are all from the same area, like minded people, and can talk the same sports and and you know adventures together and all that it's a lot of fun so i had a great time with your group and man was it fun to just reminisce i guess yeah it was um and so this is going to be you know this is a podcast really we're talking about um we're going to be talking about a lot of things but especially uh as the holidays come up uh, kevin and this this whole idea we've my family's always been been big on experience not not gifts but experience and last year um, you know, my wife's gift to me was my first trip with you guys, which was, uh, to Japan to climb Mount Fuji, which yeah. was unbelievable. I mean, would go again, but before we get into all that, like, we're going to talk about that gift of experience, tell people about K2. Cause you've been around. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is something, I mean, you do this, I mean, you live, right. eat and breathe this stuff. So, and, and that's why I think your company's kind of cool. Cause you are very focused on this. You're definitely an, you know, what I would call a, an expert subject matter expert at, at something. So, you know, just take us from where, where K2 started your kind of vision too. And yeah. then, then where it is today, please. Yeah, you know, I've been mountaineering and guiding now for 30 years. And 15 years ago, I met my business partner. Her name is Kristen. So the K2 is definitely a play on words with K2 the mountain, K2 the skis, K2 outdoors, whatever you want to think about. But it's truly Kevin and Kristen. And um, I met this incredible person when I was guiding a group of eight blind individuals to climb Mount Kilimanjaro for the foundation for blind children here in Phoenix. And it was a fundraising climb for that organization. And during the process of putting that team together, um, I needed another female guide to guide a blind female. 
And when I met Kristen, it was more from the fundraising standpoint. She was running a nonprofit. Uh, she was in the world of, hey, how can she raise money for other organizations that are in need? So when I first met her, that was the sole purpose. But then after I met her, I said, wow, you know what? I really need another female guide. Would you think about doing this? And, you know, it was one of those, you know, things where Kristen had never slept outside before, never slept in a tent, never, you know, never spent any time in the outdoors, but she was around the world of people with disabilities and giving back and helping. And, and that's truly um, what she fell in love with first was the concept of helping Cindy, who was a blind uh, climber. So from that trip, we came back to uh, Arizona and we talked a little bit more about how can we create uh, a business where we have a, I, I had always wanted to give back more to the countries I traveled to. And I, and I knew that the way to do that was to have some sort of a nonprofit attached to that travel. And the fact that she was in the nonprofit world now for 30 years and um, she was running her second nonprofit at the time. So when we had talked about, hey, let's start a travel company together with a, with a separate nonprofit and we'll, we'll have them uh, benefit you know, we'll have the foundation benefit from our travel clients. And that's what we've created in the last 15 years. You know, we go to some amazing places around the world with the philosophy of, hey, we're not just going there to take from this adventure. We want to give back. So the majority of our trips, there's a give back component to it. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you know, the way we've set up our company is that customer service is super important. Safety is the number one factor. And when someone signs up with us, we want them to be able to come on a trip and know that everything is taken care of for them and they can relax and just go with the flow of an itinerary, knowing that everything is going to be covered. And, you know, when you do these amazing adventures to some remote places in the world, yeah, things can happen. And you got to trust the person that you're with or the company that you're with. And, you know, what's their experience and, you know, what's their, you know, connection to the local people and all that kind of stuff. And we just tell people, hey, we have taken care of that for you. Just sign up, come with us and we'll take care of an, an amazing experience for you. Yeah. And then you have amazing guides too. all your people. Yeah. Well, I haven't met all all of them, I don't think, but. Yeah, uh, close to all of them. And they are, I mean, they're amazing people from, you know, around the country. <laughs> yeah, we have 11 guides from six different states. So, um, and everybody with great experience, male, female, you know, we have guides in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And, you know, and I say that because then people can relate to that, you know, when, you know, a 40 year old woman wants to sign up for one of our trips, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for her to relate to Kristen and talk to her about it. And, get that female, you know, uh, experience and viewpoint and, you know, answers than it is for me and vice versa. But, you know, it's one of those things that we've set up our company that way where, you know, you're going to have a mix of male and female guides with you. And, you know, we're all wilderness first responders and we get recertified and, you know, all of our guides just have, you know, they support our foundation and they just, they love adventure just as much as we do. Yeah. And it is, you know, like I said it earlier, I mean, they, we're, we're doing this as a holiday kind of podcast. They get kicked off right before the holidays here. Right. And, you know, I love experience. I mean, you can't, you know, there's, there's really nothing. I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe people think so, but there, I don't think there's anything that you can go out there and get like an iPhone's not a new iPhone's not going to get it for me. Uh, you know, right. a new computer, a, even not even a new car. It just doesn't do it for me. 
no. the way and and we've kind of raised our kids like that. You know, I've gone to other countries where we've given back. I've done my trainings and things like that. And you do come back refreshed too. But this whole idea of experience, and I think people would, you know, if people are listening to this, there's, you know, uh, Caleb and I were just uh, with each other Friday night. And uh, one one of Kevin's guides and, and uh, you know, someone that, that most people would see on the podcast a few times here and there. Uh, but, you know, there were there were two people before I left, Kevin, that came up and said, hey, what's your next trip? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, can and I had to give him a phone number. So I'm like, hey, look, I'm talking. I'm literally I have next Friday. I'm talking to the guy that we went with. Yeah, we're going to be doing some things too, but, uh, you know, if you want these bigger adventures, really, you know, kind of tune in, wait a second. But, uh, the big question that comes up, uh, and I, I'm, I know your response to this, but I'd like you to tell people because some people struggle, I think just getting out of their comfort zone and maybe doing these things or saying, Hey, that's not much of a present, you know, what, you know, what's that going to do for somebody, and I, I had somebody actually, as soon as we came back from Fuji, um, I told him what, what was going on. And I said, why would you want to do that? And I did, I just, I was beside myself, Kevin, because I'm like, why would I not want to do that? Yeah. But, but I mean, what, what's your answer to that question? Like when people say, why, why do you do, you know, these adventures? Well, I definitely think the way we set up our adventures, it has a profound impact on people. And I say that because anybody can go on a trip and, you know, be a couch potato on that trip. You know, you can relax at the beach, sit at a pool, you know, go on a cruise and really do nothing like, but that is an adventure and you do get experiences from that. But I think with us, when you go on these adventures and there's a component of, you know, hey, we're going to do something physically and mentally hard, right? Harder than what you put your body through a lot of times ever, right? Ever. You know, <laughs> or or it's one of those ones where you haven't done it in 30 years. I get that one. You know, you get these middle-aged people and you say, man, I haven't done this. I haven't done anything hard since I was in high school or college, right? And so now you get to go, we'll use your trip, for example, you know, most people have seen the iconic photos of Mount Fuji, right? Most people know that Tokyo is an incredible city and the Japanese people are very welcoming and loving and fun. And there's, you know, this, that, and the other, but you know, there's a lot more to Japan than just that. The pure beauty itself of that country is stunning. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then not only do you drive up and look at Fuji, but then you spend two days climbing that thing, right? You're doing almost 5,000 vertical feet on one of the most iconic mountains in the world. And, you know, you just can't show up and do that, right? You have to put in some work prior to leaving. So whether you live in Pittsburgh or Florida or Canada or another country or out West, it doesn't matter. You still have to put in the work, right? So you go there and think about what you endured this year and occurred on that mountain, you know, the first day was six hours of pour down rain, right? It didn't you know, stop. It was relentless. Wind. It was <laughs> relentless. Everybody got into to the hut just wet, right? You know, but we dried out. We had an incredible dinner and, you know, 
talked for a couple hours, went to bed, all confined to this little, you know, hallway of just stacked on top of each other, little cubicles. And that's where we slept until 1am. You get up and you start hiking by two. And, you know, what did we occur that day? You know, 40, 50 mile an hour winds, right? You know, so, you know, when you go through that and you get to the top and you have this amazing sunrise and, you know, you feel this this sense of accomplishment, you'll never forget that, you know, and you'll never forget how much you had to work to get there and the beauty of the place. And that's an experience that you get way more out of it than, you know, if you took a cable car to the top right? You know, or if you just stayed down in the city and looked up at it, you know, many, many, anybody can do that, you know, Mm -hmm. but it takes a special person to go that little bit extra. And, you know, I think the great thing about going with something like K2, you know, we've had people from eight years old to 85 travel with us. We've had people from 19 countries. We've had people from literally couch potatoes to say, Hey, I've always wanted to get going. I need to get going. I need to get my health better. I need to get my mental state better. You know, can you help us with that to the elite athlete, you know, to some really elite athletes that do these things and they come down and say, wow, hardest thing I've ever done, but man, what an accomplishment, you know? So I think no matter which trip people go on with us and we go back to your, your Fuji trip, you know, we take pride in the fact when we hear that from people to say, man, I didn't realize it was going to be this hard or wow. I don't think I could ever do anything harder than this. So anything thrown my way now is going to be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear a lot of that, you know, or we get uh, parents that come with their kids and sometimes it's, you know, one parent that comes with a kid and we always tell them, Hey, there's going to be a special bond there that you guys yeah. are going to have that you'll never you know, recreate another way. And they come back and I'll say, Hey, contact me when you get home and you see that change in your kid that wasn't there before. And lo and behold, they call back and they say, you know, Johnny and Susie did something that I didn't have to tell them to do, or they just have a little bit, you know, a little more giddy up in their hop and their step, you know? And, you know, that's, those are the things that, you know, sometimes we don't get to see again, but they're, they're told to us by, especially the parents. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. Just saw it there. Saw it in the canyon. Uh, it's yeah. just you know, and really, it is. Yeah, I'm looking. I look back over the pictures of Fuji that we had and stuff, and and that that first day. I mean, that was like, that would be. I wouldn't even go out here and walk in that kind of weather. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what the? But you know what was fun about that is we had there was such good spirit with everybody. And yeah. all the pictures that I'm looking at, we're smiling. Yeah, I yeah, I have one picture of Caleb and I. We're just we had these big grins on, and you know the whole time we're saying, yeah, this is going to be a story we can tell. But right. it's it's with that the all those people I knew no one other than the well I'd met you on Zoom. I mean I, you know I met you and Kristen, but other than that and and the 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 people that were going, but other than that, I just knew only two people, you know, Caleb and Sarah, who were your guides. But I felt like, you know, after that first day of doing things with folks is, you know, that tightness of the group, you're, you start looking out for one another. Uh, I think the experience of just getting, getting out of the way of yourself, you know, (laughs) relearning some empathy. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, you know, because that was tough for people. I mean, we had some people that we had to to help out and, you know, it's nice. It was nice for me to see that actually it was refreshing, especially right. in the world that we live in, but that was also part of the experience, but getting to the top, I mean, and, and I don't say this lightly. I mean, I had like, I sat down at the top there and that wind was blowing like crazy and it was cold, but I didn't feel cold. And for about 15 or 20 minutes, I just sat there and, you know, I don't usually to get too, too emotional, but you know, I had tears running down the side of my face and, you know, uh, the, the young boys that I had gone with, you know, we ended up getting to the top together that day. Right. And I felt pretty cool because here's all these 20 something kids and, you know, I'm getting a selfie with them at the top of the mountain and they're like, right. Hey, that guy's pretty cool. But I mean, that was all part of the experience, but seeing the sunrise that day and knowing that, Hey, look, I can, you know, I can overcome that. I mean, I've had, you know, I've had both my knees operated on. I've had both my ankles broke. I've had both my wrists, my elbow. I mean, that was a lot, you know, I was, that was, it was a mental thing as much as anything. The first one. Yeah. So it's just getting you know, one of the things I love to say, and it's the greatest analogy is that the mountain is the greatest equalizer. And, 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 and the reason why that is so awesome is because it doesn't matter your status, how much money you have, how old you are, what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter. Right. And if you truly want to get to the top, you have to dig deep. And I, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, there's suffering as a part of the equation. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like to suffer, if you're just, you know, one of these people that wants everything handed to you on a, on a silver platter, then this isn't for you. And it's okay to say that, like, you know, okay, this isn't for you, but if you really want to change and you want to have like a reset, you know, both mentally and physically in your life, that's a profound change, you know, don't make this a one and done you know, make it a life habit, right? You know, hiking for me, I, I just turned 55 and I'm still in some of the best shape of my life. And it's because it's that whole value of, you know, I, I take value in, in being healthy and wanting to be active and sharing these experiences with other and being an example. You know, I think it's funny. Sometimes I run into these, these other guide companies where, you know, the owners have never been around, right? Nobody know who knows the owner, but you know, Hey, I haven't told one client to do something that I haven't already done in many, many times over. You know, I'll have my 50th summit of Kilimanjaro coming up this coming June. And, you know, when people come to us and they ask questions and then they they want to second guess it by asking the 21 year old that works at REI that has never been out of their state. And for advice, or they they go on to a, uh, you know, a YouTube video and say, well, I watched somebody say this. And it's just like, you know, okay. Hey, you're not for us. That's all right. Yeah. You know? So anyway, it just goes back to experience and both Kristen and I are, you know, people that walk the walk and talk the talk. Like we, you know, we do that, like whatever we say we're going to do. Right. And, and I think, you know, with 20% of our clients as repeat clients that go on to another trip, like you've done multiple trips with us now, you know, it just happens because people do trust us and they see the safety and they see the the success rate that we have taking, you know, I think that's the funny thing too, is, you know, sometimes we get these teams of, let's say 20 people that want to climb Kilimanjaro and, you know, the, the ability levels of everybody range from A to Z, but yet everybody makes it to the top, 
you know, and I think there's something to be said for that. You know, we, we prep people the proper way. We make sure people train the proper way. We make sure they have the proper gear. You know, that's really important. So I think all of those things added in, no matter where you're at in your life, you know, with this change or whatever experiences you want to have, we're here to help you with that. So, yeah. And, you know, for, for me, the, when we took the grand Canyon trip, uh, this past September, and when I say we, my, my wife went with me, right. If any, anybody has ever read my book, you know, about her condition. She had a heart condition when she was very young, had a stroke when she was pregnant with our daughter, uh, has overcome that. So it was extremely emotional for us right? doing that, getting through. And, um, you know, I know as soon as I could get cell service coming out of the Canyon, you know, Kevin, you actually say, Hey, call me it, it, it. And you would give me a little point and I would just, you know, and what was funny about it is that we needed that, like just, Hey, you know, he's still there. We're almost there. We're almost there. Right. That, that last three or four miles is a beast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but- and you know what? And again, I I think it's it's great when 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 we see people really push themselves. And you and I'm sure you and your wife may have seen a change in maybe your relationship or how you look at things or just another experience that you probably continue to talk about. And that's what we want people to take away from it, you know. And um, you know, to go to one of the seven natural wonders of the world and hike the Grand Canyon, you know, and, you know, we get 10 million visitors a year to the Grand Canyon and less than 2% ever drop below the level of the rim. So to go all the way across and do 25 and a half miles in one day. Um, and I still think it's the most beautiful place on the planet. I really do. You know, no matter what time of the year, every time of the day, it changes with the sunlight and the, you know, the storms that blow through and everything that happens at the Grand Canyon. It's still this like you're always in awe when you look at it. You know, it's like and then to look at it now and say, wow, you crossed that whole thing and you did it in one day. And man, you suffered. But that next day felt so good. Like, man, I can do anything now. It does. I mean, that is the big thing about that experience. I mean, and, right. and for, for she and I like, Hey, like we got this, we're doing it together. You know, we've, it was, and again, it's that mental piece, right. That we can overcome. Cause we work together too. Hmm. All right. So, you know, anything that we're doing together, it just built that it's that layering, you know, they, you know, the neuroscience say, scientists say, you know, the, what, the neurons that fire together, wire together. And then when you, and I think that happens, like when you go through an experience like that, when you go through it with somebody you care deeply about, I mean, I was extremely proud of her for just entertaining the thought right. of doing it. Um, Cause I know it would, I mean, physically she looks like a hundred bucks. I mean, she's uh, you know, fantastic but you wouldn't know that underneath that there are some you know some heart issues and everything i mean you guys did take care of them and she had calls with Kristen and things and check-ins and yeah. things like that um but that experience with her um you know along with the other people in that group was phenomenal because you you just i mean that's that's the whole thing i'm trying to get at you don't forget that we're not going to forget that nobody can take that away Right. Um, that is there. That's locked in. That's an experience we had. Um, and there's just so much more to that than just giving somebody, you know, whatever it is, money, a gift, a present, sure. the experience is where it's all at. You know, I think we all grew up with that saying, you know, a picture says a thousand words, right? 
And I've always believed in that. And, and, you know, even when you come home and you start showing photos to friends and to family that weren't there, it never gives it justice. And, you know, when I first started, you know, traveling 30 years ago, I used to take as many photos as I possibly could. And I, th- I would come home and I thought everybody would be just as fired up as I was. And you find out they're not. And you're like, okay, forget that idea. I don't need to show anybody <laughs> photos anymore. But you got them all right here, right? Okay. You know, and in my mind, I have a million photos and a million moments that just the blink of an eye catches a moment, right? And that's an experience that's going to stay in my head till I die. And I don't care whether anybody else knows about it, sees it, hears it, about it, whatever. I have it, right? And, and I think two experiences can be selfish from the standpoint of, you know, I love when I meet people that travel by themselves. I really do, because I think that shows a lot of character, a lot of strength, a lot of, you know, just, you know, trust in, in what they're doing, number one. But, you know, I think, you know, again, even if you're with a group or if you're alone, you still capture experiences that only you can explain and only mm-hmm. you can feel it. Right. So I have a million of those that I can't put a price tag on. Right. So like you said, you can give money as a gift, you know, things like that. But there are experiences that are priceless to me that I didn't pay for. Right. You know, it's something I saw or something I did or something that was said when I met somebody new. You know, that's the great thing is, you know, when you travel, you meet people from all over the world And I think we all grow up in this American bubble and then you take it smaller. You know, here I live in in Phoenix, Scottsdale. There's my little bubble. Right. You know, and some people never leave those bubbles. But once you get outside and now you start hearing people from other worlds and other countries say, no, 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 this is our perception of your country. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you guys all are honky dory with everything, (laughs) you know. So and you know what? I love to hear that, too, because, you know, it's. It's it's great to hear other people's perspectives on whether it's our politics or, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, that's an experience, too. Yeah. So run down for everybody, because I want, you know, obviously I'm going to be doing more with 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 you guys. I mean, I'm you know, it's going to be probably uh, one of those regulars. Uh, but. What 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 experiences do you have coming up? I know what they are, but like, can you run down for people what they are? We're gonna yeah. put a, a link in in everything too, so they could check it out. But yeah, wait. When you go to our website uh, and go to our destinations page, you know we start off our year every year uh, going to Argentina. We do Mount Aconcagua out uh, down in in uh, in Argentina. And that's an amazing trip. It's a long trip, and it's also you know you have to have some experience under your belt. Uh, with that for sure. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people that have traveled with us to many of our destinations, that's the next step up. You know, hey, can I go to 22,800 feet and how's my body going to hold up? And it's one of the seven uh, summits. And, you know, it's just an incredible place. Argentina is beautiful. And then then we're off to, uh, you know, we start our Grand Canyon trips. You know, we run Grand Canyon trips throughout the year from uh, May to October. And we also do private Grand Canyon trips. We get a lot of those. That's very, very popular. Um, we also do Peru. We do Machu Picchu in Peru. Again, it's, that's a three-day uh, adventure on the trail. Um, it's 12 days door to door. That's that's a very popular trip 
people love going down and, you know, seeing the ruins of Machu Picchu and learning the culture of the Incans and the Mayans and the, you know, uh, the Peruvians and, and just so many fun things down there. And then, then we go off to Tanzania. Tanzania is one of our favorite places. We were there June and July. Uh, we also run trips throughout the year if people want to do private trips to Tanzania. But there we we do a lot of community service trips. We do climbing of Kilimanjaro. We go on safaris. Uh, we have an orphanage there. We work with a local hospital. So we have some really amazing new adventures coming up there with community service and building the White Hat Project, which is our women's shelter we have our prosthetic center there where we yes. put legs um, on individuals. You know, we're up over a hundred people that we've put legs on now. So we're super Fantastic. happy about that. Um, you know, so we, we have a really amazing opportunity to work with Honor Health. Uh, Honor Health is a, is a big uh, medical provider out here in the West and especially in Arizona. And, you know, we're working with their uh, four and five year residents, uh, doctors and, um, in doing an amazing, um, community service where they're going over to two local hospitals, uh, one in, in Tanzania and one in Kenya. And they're going to be doing a lot of operations and a lot of just work with the local community and, you know, giving of their time. So, all of these new things that we do in Tanzania are, are just fun. Um, we also, we towards the end of the year, we go, we have our, our trip to Nepal every year in October. And, you know, that's a two, two different trips. We do Everest Base Camp, Mount Everest Base Camp we trek into. And then we climb a peak called Island Peak. And that's a 20, just over 20,000 foot peak. Uh, it's a technical climb. Again, if somebody wants to step up their game and and do another fun trip and, and a little bit harder than normal, uh, that's a trip for you. So those are our trips. And again, there's service involved with, with many of those. Uh, and there's always a way to give back to our foundation, which, um, you know, our, our travel clients love to give back. You know, we, you know, it's a, you talk about experience again, you know, one of the things going with us is, you know, people can go and have these experiences with anybody, but, it's truly the give back that people talk about more than it really is the climb or the summit or, you know, the suffering on the mountain, you know, it's how, how they felt when they held an orphan's hand and that kid showed you a ton of love, right? You know, those kids love you no matter what, and they came from nothing. And, um, you know, that's, that's the other thing about travel is, you know, you go to these third world countries sometimes and you, you're amazed at how happy people are with very little. Right. Yes. And I think that's the, the greatest impact that it has on, you know, especially when we take high school kids or middle school age kids on these trips is that, you know, for the most part, you know, our kids grow up with a lot, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, more than what they need for the most part. And when they see a kid that has a dirt floor house and, you know, the same clothes every day, but yet they are happy and they're running around and laughing and smiling and, you know, sharing and caring. And it's kind of like a, a shock to them. Right. You know, but it, it also has a reset in their mind. You know, we've seen some incredible resets with kids that, you know, you know, thought that, you know, you know, they had everything in life, but yet you know, they see these kind of kids that really have very little, but yet maybe they're happier than they are. Right. Or maybe they have a bond with their family. That's a little different. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with, um, 
you know, being in the trenches and being in with the locals and being immersed in, you know, our guides that love our people that we bring, right? And they show uh, their appreciation for our clients. And and then you get to learn a little bit more about them and what they do and their families. And, you know, it's fun. And and I think those are experiences that mean a lot more to people than, again, just that adventure part of the trip. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the first, the first Africa trip that my son took with me, he was 12. And yeah. uh, I remember that was... Uh, that was over like this period where now like Thanksgiving, we came home for, for Christmas and we're celebrating Christmas and he breaks down in tears before he gets to open his presents. I'm like, dude, what is it up? And he said, I'm just so thankful. Yeah. You know, cause it, you can see it, but he experienced it. He experienced yeah. how little they have. He experienced how much, I mean, cause there were a lot of kids that were his age yeah, in the orphanages that we went to and stuff. And he's just, and he literally was in tears and he's just like, there's nothing wrong. I'm just happy. And it puts yeah. things in perspective and I can't give, there's no gift I can give that kid other than that experience that he had. Yeah. To, and to you know, know, my that. son was the same way. You know, my son's now 24 and he started going to Tanzania with me when he was 12. And one of the big things that was a part of his life was lacrosse. So he did a drive where, you know, he raised all these, he got a bunch of sticks and gloves and balls and, and helmets and jerseys, right? And we took it over and we taught these kids in Tanzania how to play lacrosse, right? You know, he was, I think, 14 when he did that. He's been back many times with me, but I think he was around 14 at that time. But he still talks about that. Like, Dad, I started, I started lacrosse in Tanzania with kids, right? And they still, these kids still send photos and they send you know, with the way you can communicate now with social media and a cell phone and, you know, uh, you know, they share photos and they share stories about, you know, and, and he still talks about it. So, you know, those, again, those are things where our company tries to set up these experiences for people that's way beyond the norm, you know, and, and, and people really appreciate that. And again, we just flat out say to people, Hey, like, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to do it and you're okay. Go find someone else, do it as minimally as possible. You know, how many days and how much money and all that. And, you know, go, that company's there that exists. So go find it. Right. But if you truly want to go with us and have bigger experiences and, you know, get more out of a trip than you can ever give back, you know, um, you know, is is pretty amazing to people. Right. Yeah, so I don't want to forget to bring this one up because you're going to you're going back over to Africa next year, uh, and this is a as a big one for you to, to climb once again Mount Kilimanjaro, so to yep. climb Kili. This is going to be your fiftieth fifty five zero, folks. This will be this man's fiftieth yeah. time he will summit Mount Kilimanjaro. Fifty, that is amazing, and we're going to celebrate, aren't we? Oh yeah. Okay. No, we're this and, and you know what I I I take a lot of pride in that because it's not about how many summits I have, it's about how many people I've guided. Yeah. And and that's truly what it's about. It's not it's not about me, it's not about the, a number. It's it's about how many people do I meet and and how do I form these teams that work together to all be successful and have this experience, right? That's truly what it's about. So, 
but I'm looking for to build an amazing team of 50 people. Uh, we're going to do a lot of specials with this team too, because uh, we're going to have a team jacket and we're going to have a team hat. We're going to have um, everybody that's going to go. Um, they're going to be involved with some service work that we're, um, we're going to donate a leg, a prosthetic leg in your name that will go on an individual and your name goes on their wooden foot. And that's something that we always do, but that's something that we're going to include in this. Uh, we're going to do raffles. We're going to do a team party on a one day safari. And all of this is going to be to um, just really celebrate something amazing. And again, it goes back to that experience. You know, if I can get 50 people, I ha I've had teams bigger than 50 before, but if I can get 50 people to come with me to celebrate this, you know, momentum, you know, momentous thing, I, I'd be really happy. So yeah. if you all want to join us, I'd love to have you and, you know, we'll go from there, but I'll I'm be really celebrating. I'll be celebrating a different 50, Kevin. I turned the big five Oh next year. Five. So, uh, you're going to have 50 people for your 50th, uh, summit. And I'm, I'm going to celebrate 50, 50 years on this planet with you too. So, nice. uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and, yeah. you know, again, if you're interested in it, like, yeah, I'll give you all the information. Yeah. Don't sit there folks and just say, oh, I think I'll put this off till next year. Just go do it. Like you're, you're, I, there's no way there's abs. I don't think there's absolutely no way you would regret it because they're just great people. Um, all the way down the, the organization, Kevin, your organization, you and Kristen, um, you know, great. All the things that you do to prepare people ahead of time. Uh, if you're not prepared, you're just a dummy and you probably should go right. someplace else. Um, you right. know, everything. And I, and I've, I was laughing about the, you know, when you said the, the young kid in REI giving you advice because, right. you know, we went to public lands and, uh, we, I, I had all your stuff printed out when I right. went in there and I'm like, no, this, that's not what they told me. I already had a call with them and this is what they said to get because they right. were trying to do something else. I'm like, no, this is what we're doing. Um, but you know, it's just a, it's a great experience. If you're thinking of something else to do for somebody, you don't know what to get, uh, you know, your significant other for a gift you've, you know, you've been with them for years, you know, the, you know, another sweater, another tie is not going to do it. Another ring's not going to do it. You know, have, and maybe go do it together. Maybe have that experience together, whether it's, you know, it, in yeah. And you got to, you got to do it both ways. You know, you, you went and did Fuji by yourself and then you came back with your wife. And, and again, I, I just think that's amazing. And, you know, you, you shared a little bit about that and, you know, how it's affected you guys and, you know, uh, getting back to my 50th, you know, also uh, it'll be my, it'll take me over one year of being on the mountain right now. I've spent 360 days on the mountain. So to go over one year on the mountain uh, it'll take me to about 1900 miles on the mountain uh, which is uh, enough to hike from Phoenix to Vancouver, British Columbia, just to give you an idea uh, in miles. So, you know, I'm really excited about that. And, uh, you know, it, anything that we do, you guys are more than welcome to join us. Yeah. And when is that, Kevin? Because I'll. Yeah, it's going to be June 10th through the 20th. June 10th through the 20th. Okay. Yep. 21st, 10th through the 21st. Okay. All right. Because I knew yeah. you had spit some other dates around there about the first of July or something like that when we this was months ago when yeah. we were talking. But so yep. June tenth through the twentieth, twenty twenty four. 
through the 21st, June 10th yeah. through the 21st, 2024. Um, we'll get you the information folks to sign up for that. Hopefully I'd love to get some yinzers. You know, I oh, took the man. terrible towel to the summit of Mount Everest. I don't think anybody will come and do that, but I think I can get some yinzers to carry terrible towels to the summit. Of oh, Hillman. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, that was the great thing about the Canyon. And, uh, I know, right. All everybody, you know, you knew who, who was who, because you saw the black and gold probably right. supported even in the Canyon. Well, I will say this, you know, carrying the the terrible towel on my backpack to all these places around the world over the years, I've gotten so many comments, you know, and you it strike up it strikes up so many conversations because I can meet somebody from another country and they may not know a thing about, you know, sports or American sports or whatever, but they can recognize the terrible towel and that represents the Steelers no matter what, right? You know, and they may not know the game or whatever, but they know the terrible towel. Yeah. So that was true. Caleb and I were just out in Glacier not too long ago in October. He and I went out there and we got done hiking one trail. We're out at the end and there's a lake. I can't remember what trail it was, but, um, yeah, we had our terrible towels on our bags. Yeah. And there was a couple that was sitting there. They had been there for a while and just kind of resting. And they're like, you are from Pittsburgh, aren't you? And they were Cleveland fans. Ah, (laughs) I'm like, Oh no. That's right. Cleveland doesn't hang anything. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, I mean, it is a great experience. Um, and, and I really, I believe this and I know you guys preached it. I think that was, you know, the, I didn't really need a whole lot of selling points, but the fact that you guys believe in that too, that to go and have these experiences to give back things that just, you know, that right up my alley. And, yeah. um, yeah, I know you're coming to Pittsburgh, I don't know if if this will be out before them, but uh, hopefully we can see you then too, Kevin. Um, But anybody that's interested, we'll put all the information. uh, Give us a call. I mean, you can get us on our website too, but we'll put all the information there. Any last words, Kevin, before we end? No, Eric, I appreciate you having me on. Um, You know, it is a great topic I, I have found out you're found since, you know, COVID hit, people would rather invest their money in experiences than just, you know, try to invest in another way. And hopefully something works out, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to cheat anybody on this trip. And the only way you'd get cheated is if you cheat yourself and don't put in the work and don't get out of it what you should. But, um, you know, we're definitely going to provide you with an incredible experience and, uh, a trip of a lifetime. And we, we really, we really, really mean that, you know, we have over 85 star reviews on uh, TripAdvisor and that's for a reason. And um, we take a lot of pride in that. We take pride in our customer service. And, you know, like you mentioned from the very beginning, we have incredible guides and, you know, Kristen and I and, and Taryn, we run a tight ship and and we love it that way. So Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Hopefully to have you back on again, but uh, mark your calendars, folks. Let's at least see you yeah. for, to celebrate 50 50, with baby. Kevin. 50, 50, 50. I uh, love it. Um, That's right. But uh, hopefully we'll see you when you're in town, Kevin. Appreciate you being on. If you Thanks, want more Eric. information, you can go to K2 Adventures. Uh, we'll have it everything on our, on our site here too, as well for everyone. Uh, If you want more information, you can visit our website at centerforvictory.com. And just remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. K2! Thanks, Eric. (laughs) 